on today's show. It's only been two games, but we're going to give our biggest overreactions to the Dallas Mavericks season so far, including why Luka will be the runaway MVP. All that and more on today's Lockdown Mavs. I'm Luka Doncic, and this is Lockdown Mavericks. I believe you shouldn't be here. And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, media member and NBA channel manager for the Locked On Podcast Network. Thanks for making Locked On Mavs your first listen every single day. We are free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. But the best way you can help us grow the show is to comment anything below. Let us know what's your biggest overreaction. It's got to be an overreaction. Can't just be a reaction. Got to be over the top. YouTube comments, you do that very well. The Raccoon Squad does, does overreactions very good. Just give me your biggest one. Today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. First time users can receive 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code locked on. That's prizepicks.com, promo code locked on. And joining me, as always, my co host, writer, and contributor at Mavs.com, the overachieving orator, the one more thinking. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? All right, just right off the top House of Dragon. Scale one to ten. How was this first season? Uh, it was like an eight. It was good. Yeah, I agree. Great Pretty moments. Good. Great moments. Didn't have any big like surprises. Yeah, there's a few moments. I was like, oh, that was that was kind of cool. But a couple game uh, Game of Thronesy moments, but none like yeah. that shocked me. Pretty dang good though. Pretty excited. Glad it was back in my life. Um, Rings of Power is better. So there you go. Wow. Sorry, wow. now here, here come the we'll comments. Get, we'll get some comments about that. Today, we're going to get into our overreactions for the Dallas Mavericks. It's only been two games, but I think, let's just you start with this music plan. Let's start with this one. You're letting it ride from the weekend. I was, I'm letting it ride a little bit. I'm, it's down hey, there. Hey, guys, go listen to yesterday's uh, pod. If you're if you're just a Monday, hey, I don't listen to pods over the weekend. I don't really listen to pods over the weekend. Oh, I do. So if you, if you skipped over the weekend, go go listen to our post-game pod from Saturday night. It's a lot of fun. Uh, good pod. Yeah, so make sure you go listen. Yeah, we'll continue to do every single post game. There will be a podcast. There will be a pod even on the weekend. So you know that we'll have the Monday through Friday show. And then we'll also do post games through the weekend as well after games. So make sure you come back. Come to Lockdown Mavs. Every time there's a Mavericks game, you know where to come. You know where to you know where to go. Stay stay locked on the Mavs. All right, you feel good about that one? I'm ready for dads to do the ads, baby. <laughs> Biggest overreaction. Luka Nodic will be the runaway MVP. It just looks so easy for him right now. It looks so easy for Luka on the court right now. When he's been on the court for the Mavericks, uh, well, let's just start his, his general numbers. Averaging 33.5 points, 8 boards, 8 assists. The only player averaging over 30 with 8 and 8. Um, that's two games. That's, that's what we've been saying. It's two games, but overreaction. That's the whole. Don't I know, but don't brought, don't, brought, ca- no, don't couch no, don't me even. small sample size. We're literally that's literally the theme of the podcast. Though. Because you brought out a stat. He's the only player averaging. It was like all right. So we're far, all under three games right now. So everyone is <laughs> couching my small sample size on an overreaction I, podcast. I will say I'm loving the I'm loving the per stats right now that people are throwing out of Luca and Christian Wood in the top five. And they're like, hey, look at this. We got two of the best players in the league. I'm like, dude, Valanciunas is literally number two on that list. They are both though. They're they're killing it. Him and Bruno Fernando. 
Luca went on the court. The Mavericks offensive rating is 122.6. That's insane. That's so high. That'd be Let's like go. one of the biggest, one of the highest all time. Um, defense has also been pretty good. 110.6. That's a, a pretty good rating as well. And honestly, his offense has been amazing, but I've been impressed with his defense too. He's, he's putting more work into that end. It seems like he's had a couple of good blocks and steals. He would be the first to tell you that, especially after the Grizzlies game. But, uh, I think he's going to be the runaway favorite for MVP for giving overreactions after two games. Yeah. I mean, we both picked him to be MVP and I mean, he looks more spry. You know, he, he looks, he looks so much different. If you go back to the beginning of last season and it just looks completely different. I mean, I shouldn't say completely different. That's a little too far, but he, he looks fresh, even though he played all summer, he looks like he's in a little bit better shape. Now I don't, I wouldn't say he's like, skinny Luca or anything like that, but he is in better shape than what he was to me. He looks the same that he did at the end of the playoff run or like during the playoff run. Yeah. You know, like it's yeah. almost like he, he just, he just stayed the same over the summer, which is like kind of what you, you hope for Luca, right? You just hope he doesn't get in a bad shape like he did the season before galaxy brain. It's like, Hey, if we just don't take any time off, I'll just stay in the same shape the whole time. <laughs> um, but, but no, I mean, he is, it's just funny because that national narrative last year is, you know, he had that like first month of the season and yeah, he was sluggish. You could tell he was out of shape and that just stuck with so many national people for so long. Like we both listened to Bill Simmons and it feels like at the end of the season, Bill's talking about awards and he's like, it's just Luca just wasn't in shape. And it's like, bro, that was the yeah. first like three weeks of the season. And now that's stuck with you all year long. And no one else on the national media was like coming to his defense either because they would just th- yeah. throw that thing out too, like throw the first beginning of the season out. Yeah. So it, he just, I mean, he looks like he's on a mission so far. And like you said, he's averaging 33 points and he's averaging nine and a half threes per game, like attempts per game from three. And that would be a career high for him because he's never averaged you know over nine, but He's chucking him up right now. He also just looks it looks like he has more options and weapons right now. Like, I don't know that Jalen Brunson was a weapon for him. Jalen Brunson was good at like carrying the offense when he wasn't there, but he's not like he wasn't like a great catch and shoot guy. He wasn't like a good cutter. He wasn't like, you know, like he wasn't one of these guys that can play really well off of Luka. Now he has JaVale, Christian Wood, like Dinwiddie's better, I think, off the ball or has been. And then all the guys that the Mavericks did have, and like all of a sudden that it just looks like he's just t- like playing out there sometimes, and just the way that he can dish to guys and the the, the throw ahead pass, like the one he did to Bullock in the, in the Grizzlies game, where it was like the long outlet pass. He just looks like he's he's taking advantage of the guys around him more, and I think that that's that's made his season better through two games, <laughs> better so far. Yeah, I mean, and I mean his his usage, I think, will go up some. So you take Brunson out and you put a guy like Christian Wood in there. Um, but anyway, Christian Wood's going to handle the ball too and have you know decent usage in that second unit. Um, well, Luca's usage is 38 right now. It's it's the highest in the league if anybody has played more than two games. So, um, Next one, Christian Wood. I know we briefly talked about it yesterday, but are we – are we overhyping the starting thing? Does it does it matter? Should anything change about his role right now? Here's mine. I wrote down Christian Wood is actually perfect in the six man spot and will win six yes. man of the year. That's my overreaction after two games. Is that mm. he's actually perfect in that spot and I wouldn't change it at this point. And that is that's interesting because 
I, I, it's been sort of the whole conversation since we found out he wasn't starting back in when, like July, like late July, we found out he wasn't going to start. And it's been a whole conversation about, okay, well, how can he get to become a starter? And I honestly think that he's better as a six man for some of the reasons we talked about in our post game pod, but give some of them right now. Oh, <laughs> he's like, hey, give some right now. I just threw, I, just, I, I, I handed, I handed <laughs> that to you. Like, like literally, hey, we've talked about this. Hey, we have all these reasons banked up here. Just go ahead and share them. My thing with Christian Wood is I love him in the six man role the same. We, we all know this. That I love him in that role. What I care more about than starts is minutes with Luca. And I looked those up before the, before we did this pod and 31 minutes together on the floor. Uh, they have a net rating of a plus 33. Mm. They have an offensive rating of 152 and a defensive rating 119. But that offensive rating of 152 and a, <laughs> and Astronomical. a positive, <laughs> yeah, plus 33 a net rating on that. It's according to PVP stats. It's, I mean, it's pretty dang good. So 31 minutes together over two games. Is there a way we can find a few more minutes of them together? Well, and. Think, think about it like this. He's played, Christian Wood has played 33 minutes with Luca. He's played 50 minutes overall, right? So he's played yeah. more, way more minutes with Luca than without. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah, it, they're just, they have a lot of fun playing together. We talked about it on the, on the post game pod over the weekend. Um, you know, I asked Christian Wood about playing with Luca on, on Saturday night, how much fun he had. You could tell Luca has fun playing with him. So that's my thing is like, how can we find a few more minutes? But, the counter to that is Christian Woods feasting on these second units when Luca's setting. So you get it. It's like, hey, they play well together, but you also want Christian Wood feasting on the second units like he is right now. Yeah. To where he has this PR, he has, you know, some usage stuff to where he's getting the ball and he's like, dude, I'm just gonna go get buckets. And at the end of games, this is I'll talk about in a little bit. One of the things we'll be talking about is like Christian Wood versus Maxi of who finishes games because then the ball's gonna be in Luca's hands. And yeah, when right now the ball's in Christian Wood's hands when Luke is off the floor. Coming up, more reasons why Christian Wood is actually perfect in the six-man spot. And is he the best teammate Luca's ever played with? We'll talk about that coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about prize picks. Prize picks is the best place to check out everything in daily sports. You can go right now and get okay, they have Sixers versus Pacers. And you just go in there and I can pick Joel and B 28 and a half points. Against the Pacers, Isaac, you think he's going to score more or less than 28 and a half points? More. The Harden one is 22 and a half. I'm going over on that one, too. Get, give me over on that. I might go under on Joel Embiid because of the plantar fasciitis and all that. But if I go more on both Harden and Embiid and I put down 20 bucks, I can win 60 bucks on prize picks. Just like that. I'm not playing against a bunch of professionals and all that. I can put that down and win on prize picks tonight if I decided to do that. Does prize picks have anything on uh, Westbrook? <laughs> not at the moment it's day to day you got to keep coming back every single day see when they have maverick stuff so you can go check it out download the prize picks picks app or go to prizepicks.com to sign up to play daily fantasy sports also if you deposit 100 bucks prize picks will give you 100 bucks they'll match it if you deposit 50 bucks they will give you 50 bucks to use use the promo code lockdown when you sign up again it's prizepicks.com promo code locked on All right, Isaac Harris, we're doing our overreactions after two games. Overreactions, it's only two games, but Christian Wood is actually perfect in the six-man role. And the reason why I say this is because you look at game flow and you look at when the Mavericks start games, Luka is just doing everything. I mean, I, I was sitting next to Kevin Gray, as I normally do, and he was just counting up 
in that Grizzlies game. Okay, Luca has scored or assisted on 15 points, 16 points, 17. Like he was just counting up as it was like rolling in. And Luca just controls so much of the offense and so much of what's happening that he has a role guy in JaVale. He has another ball handler slasher in Dinwiddie. He has the two shooters in Dorian and Reggie. Like he has what he needs to start games. And then when it kind of slows down and some of those guys go off the court and they bring in other guys, you want a guy like Christian Wood to give that little jolt to the offense. And then when Luca's off the floor, you want Christian Wood to sort of bridge that gap because of uh, he's he's been such an easy and good scorer so far. And so I think that's why he's been so perfect in this role. He's going to win six man if he continues like this. And uh, and I'm excited to see how it uh, how it continues to develop. Oh, if he continues averaging 25 points a game, yeah, I mean, lock that six man. 25 points, board. 10 boards, like. And almost like a, like what he's at like three assists a game too, yeah. So get the hardware for for Christian Wood. Do you if, have any more Christian Wood ones? Um, I don't. No, I got. I, I just. Got, I mean, well, I mean, I have a Maxi versus you know him thing. It's not really <clears throat> like overreaction, but it's just something to watch out for. And it's why when we were doing board bets or stuff before the season uh, started, I threw it out there. I was like. Who's going to average more minutes this year? Mac, or who's going to have more total minutes? Maxi. Yeah, that, that one is where you lost me. And, <laughs> but do you think it's, it's not crazy though? Only like, if Christian Wood would get traded or like not be on the team anymore. But look at, look at it so far though. Like they're right, they're neck and neck. And I think it's going to be a realistic thing because we're going to see Maxi close games over Christian Wood at times, especially some of these close games. And it's going to throw some people off and it's going to cause a fan argument and it's going to cause debate because Dallas is going to go with defense and it's going to say hey the ball's going to be in Lucas hands Maxie's going to be at the five and he can you know guard on the perimeter and hit hit the three and if they end up losing people are going to freak out and say where in the heck was Christian Wood why is Maxie playing <laughs> or you know it could be the other way around and so it that's going to be a fascinating thing for people overreaction it's only two games but Christian Wood is better with Luca than Porzingis ever was. Ever was? Yeah. I want to say I think I'm there. Only two games. But overreacting. I I gotta see I gotta see a little bit more because no I no it's overreaction. <laughs> this is literally just after two games. Because obviously I mean when Porzingis got traded, I was on that pod right afterwards saying this is a great trade. Yeah, you were like, you're all in on it. They had to. They had to do it. It just it just didn't work. But And you were one of the only people that said that day when the trade went down that the Mavericks are better now than they were with Porzingis. Yes. And better with Dinwiddie yeah. and third ball handle, all that stuff. But I do think we forget about a few stretches there that we were like, Whoa, yeah, this could be something really special. And the outside shooting, the defending the paint whenever there were a few stretches through there, through that tenure what was it, three years or however long it was that they played together, that Porzingis few stretch, I mean, yeah, that let me get like half a season of Christian Wood. Yeah, 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 for sure. Right now, (laughs) it's looking like it, but um, yeah. So it's here, close. here's what it is for me. And I've seen a lot of Mavs fans say this and say, oh, no, Christian, somebody DM'd me and said, Christian Wood is more Zingus. Like, <laughs> take, it, take it to the next level. His three-point shot is going down. That's huge, right? The, the Christoph Porzingis that we were sold, the bill of goods we were sold on Porzingis is that he's Clay Thompson, seven-foot seven Clay Thompson. And he was never that with the Mavericks. 
he was like 30, 33%, 35% from three at times, taking these deep 40-foot three-point shots sometimes, not hitting the catch-and-shoot shots. Like, just the three-point, like, efficiency was not there for him. Wood is shooting 50% from three right now. So it looks yeah. really, really good at this point. And if it continues to be like a 40% type three-point shooter, then I might go that direction too because if he just continues to be that consistent three-point shooter, that adds so much to a team to just add that for nothing, and, basically. And he can handle the ball better than KP. And, I mean, that that's a given. Like, he can run. I mean, the other night, they or on Saturday night, they ran a pick and roll with Reggie Bullock as the screener. <laughs> And Christian Wood coming off of it, getting a switch on it on the smaller guy, and then he ended up, you know, is like offensive rebound. He put it back up and scored. But it's that type of stuff that KP tried. He just couldn't do it. Christian Wood can do that. Now, what KP has on Christian Wood is is protecting the paint. Yeah, and KP is a little bit better at that. But yeah, on paper, right now, after two games, yes, he looks better than and you know KP did. rolling and catching the ball under the basket. He's better than what what KP was so far at that too. Yeah, he was. I guess we've seen we've seen Christian Wood catch stuff, especially alley oops and stuff under the basket, like the you know some of the passes he's thrown that that I don't think KP was was catching at certain points. And I, I think, think Christian Wood ha- can like pass it. You know, we've seen some passes Christian Wood made in the short roll there. Like, hey, KP, KP's not making those. Okay, ready. Here's my last Christian Wood one. It, is this a Christian Wood pod? Do we over? Wanna- yeah, it's a Christian Wood segment. Segment two is Christian Wood. Christian Wood is the Mavs' second best playmaker. <laughs> hey, if we're overreacting after two games, he's made some really good plays out of the short roll and as a release valve off of Luca traps and things like that. What about the no look pass on Saturday? Night? He the threw no a look, no look pass. He was in the post. He like drove a little bit, turns around, and then like sees Dorian in the corner, looks him off, and then throws the the pass at him. And I was like, oh man, like the no look is contagious. I think I would still go give Dinwiddie the slight edge on that. Oh, for using but. logic, but if we're just overreacting. <laughs> because I also remember a time where Josh Green made a few jump passes and we all freaked <laughs> out thinking he was Magic Johnson. And uh, He was for a minute. <clears throat> and uh, he still tries to do the jump passes, but uh, <laughs> he's a really good passer. But no, he he is a better passer than KP yeah. and the best you know passing big on the team and stuff. So that's... Yeah, that's a lot. That's been a surprising. That's been a fun thing for me to watch too. Is like, oh, okay, because like we watch, you know, I haven't watched every single game of Christian Wood's career. So like, you see different highlights and different. And it's like, all right, I know he can score all this stuff, but watching him, you know, every minute of the these first few games of preseason, like, oh, he's a he's a better passer than what I thought he was. Yeah, that's been so. great. So he's a he's been a really really good playmaker. And those are overreactions on Christian Wood so far. Coming up, the Mavs have the best bench in the league. And their defense, is it better than last year so far? We'll answer that and give more overreactions coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about Bet Online. It's the best place to check out the odds and lines inside and outside of sports. You can go to Bet Online right now and see everything that's available. They have NBA futures, they have NBA day to day stuff. You have to go back and check every single day to see what the odds are for the games coming up. We have, uh, <laughs> here we go. Okay, the one that I talked about in the prize picks uh, ad. Sixers Pacers. Sixers home game. Pacers on the road. What's the spread on Bet Online? Sixers home game. Pacers on the road. I'm gonna say Sixers by twelve and a half. Sixers by twelve. Killing it. Oh. Like the last three or so of these Bet Online ads, you've been within point five. The Knicks are seven and a half point favorites against the Magic. 
The Heat are three points favorites against Toronto. That one's going to be a little interesting because of the kerfuffle they had. So you can go check out Bet Online. They have futures, they have NFL stuff, they have World Series odds will be up by the time you're listening to this. So go check it out. It's Bet Online where the game starts. All right, Isaac Harris, thanks for making Locked On Maps your first listen. Make your second listen today. NBA game to game. It's every moment, every top performance, every result from people like us, the Locked On local experts give their analysis right after the game. Some of them in arena still. I was the other night. You can check that out. It's NBA game to game. It's on the Locked On NBA uh, YouTube feed as well as the Locked On NBA podcast feed. So go check it out. NBA game to game. All right, Isaac, give me another overreaction for the Mavericks after two games. Yeah, and a lot of us are credentialed, so make sure you listen. Um, when it comes to <laughs> when it comes to the bench, uh, you made a um, a comment about the bench at the end of the second segment about it being the best in the league. Um, do we just want to go with that one? Because I have a couple questions about the bench that I was going to throw at you. Mavs bench is the best bench in the league with Christian Wood, Tim Hardaway Jr. I think we'll we'll pick it up. He has not been great so far. D- does he does he fit? That's my, one of my questions. That was one of my like overreaction questions. Was does Tim Hardaway fit? I think he's going to at a certain point because I can you can start seeing if you're just talking about the bench unit, you can see him as he's going to float around. Spencer Dinwiddie's eventually going to get way more aggressive and driving. When he drives, Tim Hardaway will just float to the open space. Christian Wood, when he has his stuff under the basket, when he doesn't have anything and he kicks back out, Tim Hardaway Jr. will be floating. And eventually he'll just be like the sniper in that lineup with two like playmakers that can get in the ball in certain spots. My my thing, I get a little worried with the Tim stuff because it's like, I want to say at the beginning of the year before his, his leg injury, even going into like Carlisle stuff, it felt like they had a defined like role for him and define like, hey, we're gonna get you a ball, get the get the ball coming off a screen. We're gonna yeah. run some plays, get you an open three. It feels like after two games, overreacting, that it's just more of like, hey, we're just gonna unleash you. And that's the unleashed Tim Hardaway, it scares me a little bit because he's not a playmaker, he's not a creator type. We need him like spot up threes, little trailing threes. It's funny when they put him and Christian Wood in together because I'm like they put it, they walk to the scores table together as the sixth and seventh man, you know, checking <laughs> in. And I, and I just envision them both at the scores table saying, dude, I'm, I'm, I'm getting more shots than you. I'm the sixth it, man. <laughs> it's straight up like Gimli and Legolas at Helm's Deep counting their kills. And it's like 16, 17. Tim Hardaway hits a four point play. That still only counts as one. And that's just how I'm envisioning because they're both just, hey, just go get buckets, chuck your shots up type stuff. And, I just wonder Christian Wood has been more efficient and he's better in that role. And then if Dinwiddie's running the second unit and then Tim's just out there just trying to get a shot. Like, I just wonder how that's going to fit long-term or if it does. Well, in last year, he played 42 games, averaged 29 minutes. He was about 14 points a game and shot 33% from three. That's the lowest he had shot in Dallas so far. And it didn't really feel like he really had that role. So it doesn't feel like... the kid in this coaching staff had really figured out what his role was supposed to be last year. And now then they just uh, identified this like identity for the team. And now they bring him back in. Like he's essentially a free agent acquisition that some, some GMs may mention that. And now they have to figure out this new role for this new role for him. And coaches. They say that. Too. I think they'll figure, I think they'll figure it out. And I just think having three, th- three offensive threats like that. Now I'm, I'm, counting Dinwiddie as part of this bench unit because he's part he's going to yeah. be running the second units that 
Like with all with or, those three or guys. Baku. Yeah, I don't sometimes, but I, I just I just think that they'll figure it out with him. It's gonna take a little bit. Like he's coming off of a leg injury, right? Like he, yeah, gonna take him a little bit to knock some of the rust off. Just stand on the bench for a second. Observation after two games looks like it's about a nine man rotation. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Frank didn't play on Saturday night, but looking like those those four guys off the bench, you know, being Tim, Josh Green, Maxie, and Christian Wood. Um, no Jaden Hardy at all. He is. I. It was funny because yeah. in the preseason we threw it out there like Hardy's going to be the ultimate like victory cigar, and dude, there were some people up in our comments and DMs like <laughs> hot that we were saying he's a victory cigar. And like, no, he's going to be it. It's like, no, he's just not ready yet. Like, this is his role. Day before the regular season, Jason Kidd, he's just he said he's just outside the rotation. Like he's just outside looking yeah. in, and that, and that's where that's where he is right now. And when we we're beating teams like we did on Saturday night, we're all going to be on Twitter just throwing a fit for him because I mean, what better to watch at the end of games than a young bucket getter. That's just like waiting and growing. Like that's fun. Yeah. Shout out to his uh, pregame fit too. <laughs> where did, where does one buy pants? Like Jaden Hardy was wearing <laughs> another overreaction. The Mavs right. defense is better than last year. Spicy. Okay. It, it, the numbers wouldn't necessarily say it, but with JaVale, I think Christian Wood's been a little bit better than I expected. I expected him to just yep. be a, I expected him to be a traffic cone, and he has not been. So he's been engaged on defense. You can tell the principles that Sean What's Sweeney has, rating with him? has tried to like instill in him is is shining through. And you can at least see the intention for him to to play hard on defense. Also, think about this. Dwight has played no minutes. Really, that have, that have yeah. mattered. Davis Bertans has played no minutes so far because he's been hurt, and Brunson is gone. So you add JaVale Wood, and Luka's been better defensively than last year, and you remove Brunson, Dwight, and Davis, and then all of a sudden, like, the Mavs defense looks more formidable than it did last year, and it has against the Suns, I think, and, and definitely the Grizzlies. And bigger, you know, yeah. swapping out. I mean, you have Dinwiddie on the floor. Defensive rating for uh, in Christian Wood's 50 minutes, 107. That's really good. That's a really yeah. good defensive rating. Pretty dang good. Offensive rating, 141. That's incredible. That's that's (laughs) an incredible split. He's played really well in that six-man role that he's incredibly good at. (laughs) Exactly. Um, There's something else I was going to bring up with the... Yeah, I got two more. Okay, go with yours. Dwight Powell will never play meaningful basketball for the Mavericks ever again. (laughs) That's that's my overreaction (laughs) after two games of seeing this Mavericks team. When everyone's healthy, no. But there's going to be some games where, like, hey, JaVale's out for a couple games, yeah. and Dwight's going to spot start, and people are going to flip their crap because <laughs> Chris, that's Christian true. He, gonna, yeah, he is going to leapfrog like that, and people are going to get upset about it. But Yeah. But, no, I agree with you. Yeah, he's, yeah we're not going to see him close games. We're not going to see him, like, start playoff games anymore like that. I mean, it's just they've moved on. They added two centers, and Maxi is a, like almost a full-time center at times, and they've, they've I mean, he's probably on. not going to be on the team. By February, so is that your overreaction? That's just been your predict- no. that's been your prediction no, since no. <laughs> forever. Uh, my last one was that of the end of the bench guys. So you're talking about Hardy, Pinson, Bertans, maybe even Dwight. After two games, two regular season games, my overreaction: Tyler Dorsey is the best one. <laughs> that's good. He's shooting a hundred percent, Isaac. He's shooting a hundred percent from the floor. He's shooting a hundred percent from the free throw line. He got two rebounds. He just made shots. Uh, and that's the only, that's my only argument. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, the only two other ones I want to bring up was 
Are we worried about JaVel any? You know, I was really high on the acquisition. Very high. Um, and I still am because it's just a 15 minute role. Like, you know, that it's not like I was like, hey, he's going to be an all star. But I do think it's still an upgrade. Like I was having a conversation with another media guy on the floor before the game. It was like, hey, are we sure he was an upgrade over to White? I'm like, yeah, I am. I still am. And I think he was. And for a 15 minute a night, 15 to 18 minute night, sign me up. I think it's still he has looked a little bit more sluggish and a little bit more older than what I thought. And over the first two games of the season, like no- normally you're like, Hey, that's when you look the best. <laughs> and it looks like he's like 55, 60 games in already. And that worries me a little bit, but I still like him in the role and sign me up. Yeah. Offensively, it's going to take time for him to develop that chemistry with Luca. You started to see in that Memphis game that connected for what was it? Two alley-oops. Like you could, you, so. you could see it where they just connected on stuff like that. And that's just going to take a little bit of time. He still, he still can get up. He still can, you know, he still yeah. has an incredible catch radius. He still has great hands. Like, all that stuff is what's going to matter for him on offense. What's going to matter for him on defense is what you're saying. The foot speed, the catching up to stuff. And he hasn't gotten to contest shots the way that I would hope he would with his size and what yeah. what they're going to ask. Like, there's there's stuff under the, on, under the basket, especially in the Suns game, where I watch and I go, why, why didn't you contest that? Just Just step over and contest it real quick. And either he made a decision or he just physically couldn't get there. And we don't know what that is yet. It's only been two games. So that's definitely yeah. so, that's definitely something I'm watching. Yeah, I'm not judging him too hard against Ja Morant because Ja's just so quick and everything. Ja made him look uh, dumb on certain plays, and you're like, that's yeah. just what Ja does. But but it's also he also blocked bigger, he also blocked Ja like one or two times too. It's also the bigger bodies that we're gonna go up against that you're saying, you know, hey, go go in there and bang with a guy for a little bit that Dwight just couldn't at all. Like we got the bang bros. Stop. <laughs> but like Dwight couldn't at all. And you know, no matter like if there's another bigger center on another team, then it's like, all right, here we go. Like Dwight's just going to get pushed around. Yeah. Javel's not going to at least get pushed around by anybody. So uh, my last one overreaction or hot take, whatever you want to call it. These four jerseys for the Mavs, the best combo in years. Shut it down. Wow. Best like, combo. Let's, let's just say like over 10 years. There has not been 10 years. Okay, so you're going back. There has not been a lot of, uh, I would say, competition for this. It's just these four are incredible. Just the statement and, you know, association or the icon association, the classics, you know, that classic blue, cl- classic white. I think they look fine. They look good. The statement jerseys they debuted on Wednesday. I thought they looked incredible, especially with the court. They did really, you know, really good. New court, slightly gray, more navy, um, new center court logo there. It just looked really, really good with court. And then when the city stuff comes out, this is my my favorite city stuff ever of any of them. And I like the white and gold a lot. Hated the graffiti. Hated them. Those are the worst things. We've you very ever. much did. They were worse than the the silver trash bags, but <laughs> this year's city edition stuff is like clear out the bank account. Like we're going, yeah. Home. Isaac's we're going. going Isaac texted me. He's like, I'm going broke as soon as they release all this stuff. <laughs> yeah, it's just absolutely incredible. Yeah, absolutely. There's our overreactions for the Dallas Mavericks after two games. Let us know in the comment section. Let us know on Twitter at Locked On Mavs what you think are. What's your biggest overreaction? And thanks for making us your first listen. We will be back with a post game after the Tuesday night game against the Pelicans. Zion Williamson may not play. Ingram went out as well. So that one should be an interesting Valentinus, one. Valentinus, though. 
Second in PER. Second in PER. So should be tough. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast, the biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Locked On Mavs. Peace out. Boom.